reason people give people shit a lot when they drop out of boot camp. If it wasn't something that you did out of fear, and if you did it because it's like you're not 100% sure you want to do it, like it's a four year commitment. Yeah. So it's like if it's, if you don't 100% want to do it, then I don't blame you for dropping out. Yeah. And I know people coming out of college who sign engineering contracts and they're halfway through it and they're in a town they hate. Their job's okay. Right. But they're it's just like, like stuck in something that they don't want to yeah, be a part of. Yeah. It's just, it just ruins your day to day life. And it's like, I don't know. Like I'm going and I've heard bad things about it, but I know for a fact that, well, one, it's kind of crucial for me to do so just because I need so many of the benefits that I'd be getting from it. But also, because I know that it's something that I want to do despite all the like kind of bad things about it like the lack of you know time that I get to myself for mm -hmm. my own personal life and the fact that I can't go to college immediately and blah 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 but it's like if you don't know if you want to do it and you're like yeah I get to spend the next you know four <coughs> years of my life doing it well okay uh -huh. I don't blame you so excited to go to boot camp and are you so excited to be on this podcast Yes. <laughs> Thanks. I, I love that reaction. That's exactly yeah. what I go for is the, he's looking at me right in my eye, so I have to say yes. Oh, no, you, really with to. your eyes, you guilt tripped me into I know. saying yes. I have this nice little like hallucination thing that I can do to people. Hallucinate. <laughs> I, I literally became a schizophrenic in that moment. Like it was over for me. No, but this show is Noah Asked and I am Noah. I'm here with my friend Vinay. Hey, it's your boy. Uh, always good. Never mediocre. Never. Ever. What does that word even mean? No, yeah, I know. don't even know because I've right. never been because you've never right why we don't even need to know what it means like we're just so just kidding i have a podcast i know everything <laughs> today we are going to talk about democracy yeah we're so gonna uh, we're gonna talk about how that slander. works and and the goods and the bads and mostly the bads and mostly <laughs> the bads because we are negative individuals mm -hmm. Vinay, tell me what kind of government do we have here in america really our entire government was built around the idea of choice and that is why we have a quote-unquote democracy but in reality we have a republic right which means that we elect our representatives and then they make decisions for us based on what they would have chosen or what we would have wanted right so we choose who chooses our choices yes which <laughs> yes. sounds dangerous and it is yeah, it was, you know it's like a d it's like how can we have a democracy but like not actually <laughs> the less convenient or maybe more convenient depending on whose perspective yeah, convenience but probably not more personalized right it's just right. convenient it's just slightly like less practical <laughs> democracy kind of the reason we have that is early times people like those federalists alexander hamilton those damn federalists yeah those federalists <laughs> whatever that means uh, whatever that means <laughs> But yeah, those Federalists, specifically Alexander Hamilton, were kind of elitists. And so they kind of wanted those top people making the decisions. But we also wanted to be a democracy. And then so we put in these like representatives so they would be informed and the people wouldn't necessarily have to be. And that's why we vote for them, because they'll keep up on the issues for us. Look at us go. But that can cause some problems sometimes. It can cause a <laughs> lot of problems. But big thing that we hear about a lot is the Electoral College. You hear it a lot during the presidency. Hear about a lot of complaining about it. My big thing about the Electoral College, like just generally as a topic, I feel like most people don't really know what it's there for. A lot of the discussions that I've had with other people have been super limited because it's just like the person that I wanted to be in office didn't win, but they got the popular vote. Therefore, I hate the Electoral College, even mm -hmm. though I don't know anything that Yeah, I don't does. know what it is. It's just people out there making decisions and it's like, ah, not really. No, it's, it's a mess. So we should definitely clear that up. So Electoral College is 535 people. It 
it is people sent by the states to declare their vote for the people. It's like two senators per state and then a number equal to their amount of House representatives. Which is based on the population, roughly. Right. 435 representatives spread out population-wise amongst the states and then 100 senators that are spread out evenly amongst the states. Right. So Mm -hmm. where we live in Kansas, we have six electoral votes Uh uh, for two senators and then the four House representatives. Yes. And then places like Delaware have three, which is just one representative and two senators. And it's basically there to, you know, send our votes up to a higher power kind of thing. Higher power. We're sending our votes to God. Okay, well, anyways, um, yeah, so Electoral College is kind of just there to buffer between, like, the popular vote and what actually happens in the government. Do you know, like, why it was in place? Like, kind of, like, what its, like, big purpose is as opposed to just counting the popular vote? So I would say that there are two primary reasons, at least according to myself, and I'm a genius, so it's fine. So the two primary reasons would be that, one, the time that the Electoral college was created a big issue in politics was the fact that most people in the country weren't well informed Mm -hmm. Um, they didn't have the resources to become informed at all really and there were also just a lot of really uneducated people so they were really worried that the fate of the government or who goes into office would be in the hands of people who really didn't know anything about the candidates that were available Mm -hmm. and then the other reason is that we were worried that smaller states wouldn't really have any say in who would become the president because it's like okay well kansas wants this person to be president but california wants this Uh person to be the president obviously california is going to win every single time so they wanted to make sure that smaller populations of people Mm -hmm. were still getting a chance to choose who is in their government well and especially back then where like it wasn't as feasible to survive like in the middle of nowhere so like kansas like states were just weren't like as survivable things like that so a lot of people lived in these big cities of like new york boston um, right everybody was so like segregated that uh it's like okay so then these farmer states were actually just super sparsely populated I don't even know where I am. Like, I need to pick the president. What are their names? <laughs> but that really is a flaw with democracy is the people needing to know what's going on. And I feel like even today, that's kind of a problem. Well, and today it's a, a big problem, not because like people don't have the resources available, because like I honestly feel like it's it's really hard to not know anything when it comes time to vote for anyone. Literally every channel on the television, even though like I don't watch TV anymore, but every channel <laughs> is like shoving campaign ads down. Your yeah, throat, all like, the constantly. tonight shows, all the news stations, all the like topical comedy stuff is all switching over to political. But I, an interesting thing about that, though, is that I also feel like the information that people are like forced to see because of like ads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like more people see propaganda to a certain extent than they anything else. They see a else. lot of the irrelevant stuff, all of the like big like headline stuff. Right. Like you're going to see, you know, ads for people's campaign and, you know, you're going to see what their views are and you're going to see them slamming other mm-hmm. candidates but you're not really going to know anything about what they actually want to do for sure and then i also feel like they a lot of people get information from like twitter and so mm-hmm. it's like ooh, like this person said this yeah and last election like what you would have known because last election was hillary versus trump so like for hillary you'd hear about like the emails and right. you'd like hear about like her husband's old scandal bill clinton scandal and, and then like for like trump that. it's like he made fun of a retarded person he like, like that. got with a porn star and i will say i i, I feel like a, a large portion of trump like winning just had to do with the fact that like he was all you heard about like so long like that mm-hmm. he just did so many things that were so out of pocket even if it was like a negative thing i just feel like he got so much press yeah, comparatively the idea that like all press is good press like. right and it's like on both sides like with people that were supporting hillary and people that were supporting trump it just felt like no one knew what either of them actually really wanted to do uh-huh. like everyone that i knew who was against trump was like oh well he did this wrong like mm-hmm. oh he sexually assaulted this person everyone that was against hillary was like oh email scandal 
And it was like, okay, well, why do you like the other one though? Like, I yeah. understand that the other person is is wrong for whatever they did, but what do you like about the person you're voting for? And it felt like nobody could ever really give me a reason. It's insane how like little people know, and like that is kind of a big flaw with democracy is that like every single person has to like remain intelligent, or they don't have to, but for it to be effective and personalized, it does. Right, and everything is so polarized that people don't really feel like they need to be informed on anything because they can just pick a party and be right. a part of that. Like I know this guy, and we used to have political debates in class like every single day and we we would argue about politics i don't know why i even bothered to engage with it because it was always like the most ignorant debate ever like every single time just because he never really knew what it was that he liked about the candidate that he wanted mm-hmm. and so we would always argue and it just felt like i was arguing with like a brick wall yeah. because there was never really any kind of intelligent argument taking place it was kind of just i like this i did not vote for the hillary trump election and i had someone who would come into work every now and then and he would just like talk politics and i'd be like okay so why do you think this or like what's the benefit of this or like how does this affect our country as a whole and he'd be like well you don't get an opinion you didn't vote okay i'm not i'm not saying who you voted for mattered but i need to know why you think what you think and i want you to like have some cognizant thoughts right now and in that situation you're, you're not really giving your two cents you're asking why they chose uh-huh. you know, the, the decision that they made like you're yeah and then he'll for say their... like a fake study or like won't declare a study and then i'll be like well here's a study that actually proves that to be wrong and he'll be like yeah but my kid shouldn't be vaccinated i voted for this person you know. because you know, the birds are actually sp- the government spy yeah. <laughs> and it's like no you're wrong and he's like well you don't get a vote yeah i do you know I, and and i'm not even voting right now we're (laughs) just talking about why you think what you think and why i think that it's kind of wrong people are so politically uninformed and yet at the same Mm -hmm. time they just feel like they are like most people can't really tell you very fundamental basic stuff about Mm -hmm. how the government works and (laughs) that in itself to me is just very profound even if you do watch the presidential debates and you know those kinds of things it's like do you know what they're talking about (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if you don't know anything about how the government works like don't get me wrong government isn't the most exciting class you had to take in (laughs) high school but i just feel like I mean, I liked it, but I just feel like people lack very fundamental knowledge about how the government itself works Mm -hmm. and the people that they're voting for. I feel like they just don't really, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this person's a Republican, so. Yeah, and people are so polarized now. I don't think it was originally the idea. I think George Washington was very against like bipartisan parties and things like that. Literally the election after he decided to resign was a bipartisan parties where it was the Federalists versus the. And I guess, and I feel like people do it mostly because it's convenient. It's like, Uh okay, well, this person's, you know, goals are probably going to align with mine uh-huh. more so than the other one maybe so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go with this one every time and it's like i swear people do it like my dad based off of this last election my dad posted on facebook that he was only going to vote for women from now on okay as much like progressive as that and, is right, and that's they what may I was or thinking. may not be good candidates i was like don't get me wrong like i'm impressed that as a man you are willing to to say that you are confident enough in like the intelligence of women to vote for women from here on out. Like that's an impressive skill, I guess. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's like, why? Like, sure. And he was like, well, men, men are just ignorant and men have a temper and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. I feel like that's such a weird like generalization like mm-hmm. I don't know don't get me wrong like yeah men are like typically more aggressive blah 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 <laughs> but I feel like that really doesn't have much to do with like anything from a political <laughs> standpoint it's like yeah I have a memory from freshman year in high school where I was in the choir room and then this one guy's like girls are better than guys in everyone and of course he's talking to a girl so he's trying to like impress them 
what? I don't know about that. Like, that's not true. I was like, there's, there are smart men out there. There are also smart women out there. But obviously, he was just trying to get with this I girl. I will only vote for women from <laughs> uh-huh. now But he's on. like, they're the smartest. They're the funniest. They're the most sensitive. And I'm Now like, I want to know if he ever actually got with that girl or not. I don't know. I, I doubt it. He probably. was probably trying way too hard. Oh, no. Um, yeah. No, you automatically. It's I like, really hope the worst for this man. I just <laughs> want you to know. Honestly, if you're listening to this, go die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who you are. I vaguely remember your face. It was actually go Joey. Die. It was, was, it was actually Joey the Joey whole time. Joey was in Texas with me? Whoa. He was in Texas. No. The Electoral College has a lot to do with why we are so split politically, why we're so polarized. It has to do with the all or nothing system we have. Right. Basically, right now, 48 of the states out of our 50 have a system where it's a winner take all. Nebraska and Maine don't have a winner take all system. Everyone else does. It's kind of self-explanatory. Whoever gets... Over 50% of the votes during the presidential election gets all of the points of the House. That means in Kansas, if you get 75% of the votes, you get six points and the other party gets zero points. Right. If you get just if you get more than like 50% basically of the votes, then it's yours. And that creates a bipartisanship because everyone doesn't want to be in the middle parties that are just like drawing votes away from the two big parties. And especially when you know that they're not, you know, they're not going to get as much attention. Yeah. Even if your party got, let's say, like 20% of the votes, it it equals nothing. Right. Whereas if you would have backed up the other candidate that's a little closer to your views, then that would have help them out right so it really creates this bipartisan it, it really it encourages like just being politically lazy but that can also be a benefit too because i was reading that europe some of their countries are kind of plagued with a bunch of splinter parties are kind of almost extremists and so they have like some extremist parties that just get a bunch of people behind them really quickly and then they it's just like like get a, in power like a, and like a mob then thing, sort yeah of. almost like trending right oh this is trending right now it happens to be during the election and then so this party gets in and then people are like oh that's not actually like, what we needed literally why did we do that uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so that happens a lot more when you have a true democracy where it goes directly to the votes to whoever right becomes the candidate whereas this it kind of prevents that because no matter how many votes you get if it's not over the majority it's not enough right i don't know like smaller parties never really gain enough like popularity or relevance for them mm-hmm. to really do anything anyway. yeah and america's such a big place that it's harder for that to happen right whereas right. like those small european countries it only takes like a few cities to like really enjoy this person for them to like, skyrocket to the top right i don't know i feel like that it definitely does encourage people to just be really careless though so there is a solution to this and like we said it's nebraska and maine where they go by the districts that have been set up and whoever wins that district gets one point and then whoever wins the majority of the districts within that state gets the two senator And points. I feel like that's a really a really practical way to go about it. It's like mm-hmm. you're still, you know, the the you're still getting the voters to, you know, represent their districts, but mm-hmm. it's also not just like choosing for the entire state. Yeah, I feel like when you do the all or nothing system, it's like trying to fit a square into a circle. Right. It's like, oh, there's this big jagged thing that's in the way. But if we switch to a system where it isn't winner take all, then it switches to more like, let's say, like a hexagon, which is closer to a circle. There's still a little bit of like bumps there because it can't be perfect, but it is a lot closer than this square beforehand. And it like resembles a circle a lot more. Well, and aside from just being generally more practical because we're still getting like a more personalized vote, Mm -hmm. I also just feel like it would make people feel like way more inclined to actually go and vote. Mm -hmm. Like you, what you would vote for would would actually matter. Because a lot of people don't vote because it's like, oh, Uh well, I know that the majority of the people in this state 
are mm. going to vote for this party. So like, why even vote? Because I know that we're going to go this direction anyways. And if it's going district by district and everything is on a smaller scale, for sure. I feel like people would feel way more incentivized. Now my vote do. is not going against the state's population, but it's just going against my district's population, right, which right. is a lot more reasonable and feels like it has a lot more power. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it depends on how your district is drawn and everything, but nevertheless, it's you have mm-hmm. way better chances of getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of crazy how many people don't vote. It no. really makes a big difference. There are so many people. The amount of people that don't vote, like if they were to actually go and vote, like you would get profoundly different results in your elections. And mm-hmm. it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and there's so many reasons for people to not go and vote, some of which I think are good reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very pro like you need to go and vote mm-hmm. unless you just despise all of your candidates. Like I understand in that case, like a lot of people didn't vote in the last election because they felt like they were choosing the lesser of two evils. And, you know, why would you do that? I hate both of them. That's fine. But otherwise, I really feel like voting is something that people should be like borderlining required to do. Or I feel like it should mm-hmm. be like really inconvenient for you to not vote. I think we kind of differ here because I feel like if someone's not educated enough and not like passionate enough, that's true. Okay, then I, I don't that. want them voting because they don't know vote. anything. So <laughs> yeah, it's, like... it's just going to like, I remember as a kid, they're like, why can't we vote? Well, you're just going to vote what your parents vote. Your vote isn't going to be educated. It's not going to be your own. You're going to vote for the guy that said something funny on the news. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you're not really going to know. And I remember being way younger and thinking that like, wow, I wish I could vote. And then looking back on it, I'm like, I don't even remember who, like, right. who when the I was a kid, were. I was just like, oh, I'm a Republican because my parents are Republican. Now, so far left right. democratic i don't know where i was swaying when i was younger because my mom swings more republican but my dad is an uber leftist mm-hmm. so i don't know i think that i think i probably would have gone with what my dad said but yeah, you still would have just picked what your parents exactly. said it still wouldn't have been my own opinion it's it's just an opinion that i think is mine because i like the person who you know projected it onto me sort of yeah i can totally see why you wouldn't want people who are more uneducated to go vote and so that's that's another exception if you feel like you're not well informed enough or you just don't care I can definitely see why you wouldn't want those people to vote because it would kind of just be it would be kind of detrimental if anything it's like okay well this person might go into power just because all these uneducated (laughs) people were like ooh I like this guy he said something funny and that's kind of what happened I don't want to say like a bad because we were you just referenced the bad candidate but in 2008 the Obama election he pretty much only won because young people came out and voted women came out and voted right black women came Mm -hmm. out and voted which never happens by the way there's a very specific sets of demographics that just don't vote usually yeah so many people felt and said incentivized to go vote because you're like oh if, if i go and vote right now i will be doing something pretty historic like yeah, something that has, hasn't happened before I, I really wish that more people would do that like i understand that voting for obama was a big deal because like oh, okay first black president mm-hmm. but i feel like by voting for any president you're doing something historic like inevitably well yeah, actually this is a person who will have control of one of the most powerful countries right. for the next four years in that sense people always like disregard things that they want to stand for if you put in like a president who's really passionate about climate change that's a really good thing and i feel like people made a way bigger deal about like oh we have a black president and i can see why but at the same time it's mm-hmm. like are you not that excited about putting someone in office who shares like those same really important views with you i would be super stoked about getting someone in office who wants to do something about climate change like that would literally mean like the world haha get it because <laughs> we're not gonna all out. die <laughs> yike because <laughs> we're all gonna die yeah <laughs> so like i feel like that would be a super big deal i feel like historically speaking we haven't really done much to change it so if we could get something mm-hmm. or someone who is super into that in office that would be pretty lit and i feel like this is the election to do that for sure this 2020 election where a lot of the democratic party especially i don't know if there is much of a republican because they usually just you know back the current president right and so trump will probably just run again right he is like the republican mm -hmm. candidate i kind of know that it's like a 
strategic thing too. Like, But at the same time, it was like, list your two biggest fears. A large majority said China, global warming. Those are the two big problems. It's like, right. economically, we have a lot of debt with China. That's a problem. And then globally, we're all going to die in these storms that are happening because of global warming. You know, that in itself is a big deal. We could be the vote that shifts that and makes right, a big difference. Right. You know, a lot of people don't vote because they think that, you know, politics and who is in office doesn't affect their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Now, I can understand why you would say something like that, because like, I'm not going to vote someone into the office and then walk out of my house the next day and the sky is red all of a sudden and everything is different. I can understand why you would think that it doesn't really make that big of a difference, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, it's like, we wouldn't be here now if the like previous presidents hadn't done the things that they've done in the past. Yeah, like, and I definitely think about it as steering like a giant boat. Each president gets to like move the wheel a little bit. And even if that generation doesn't feel it in those four years, eventually you're going to be on a different course right, because of what be they did. You're going to be in a totally different direction mm-hmm. because of all of those small movements that were made in the past. So mm-hmm. we don't make as big of a deal about voting as we should. We don't make as big of a deal about what the candidates are trying to do. That's not something that people are really incentivized to care about. A lot of people worry about the power of the vote. We kind of mentioned that earlier with possibly going away from a winner-take-all scenario. But another place that makes people feel like they don't have a whole lot of power in their singular vote is the fact that the Electoral College isn't balanced properly. This has a lot to do with how we said earlier, the House of Representatives is weighted by population. Right. But the Senate is not. Right. And so that's... Two representatives per state that aren't balanced. And I looked at a lovely study here. So that extra two votes can have a big impact for some states. Like I said, Delaware has one representative and then they get two Senate votes. That gives them a 200% increase in their voting power just by having that extra two. Right. Whereas California has the same extra two votes, but they also have 52 to begin with. So that extra two only gives them an extra 3% voting power. Those two Senate votes are way more important to Delaware in places like Wyoming and Kansas, as opposed to Texas and California and places like that, kind of throws off the balance. All of our resources will be linked into the Google Doc that we are trying to start now. Disclaimer, I (laughs) learned everything from the Washington Post. Like, like, I'm so serious. My political go-to is very often the Washington Post. They're very neutral about stuff. I feel like it's a good place to get information. Whenever I'm getting information from the Washington Post, it's not like a skewed political view. Like, I'm not looking up something about a specific candidate. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking up general information, like, about the government. And they always do a really good job of explaining everything. Definitely. So... That's why I really like numbers. Usually if you're like looking at a study or something, they're just trying to like prove an objective fact. Right. Even if this does help our cause out, it's still a fact. I'll always take a graph over an article. Always. And right now I'm looking at a graph that shows the ratio of the percentage of population that state holds within the nation. Right. To the percentage of electoral votes that state has within the whole nation. Okay. It's really kind of skewed because Wyoming, they have a three in that ratio. What it's showing here is that each person in Wyoming has about three times the voting power as, say, someone in California. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Because the person in Wyoming, their vote is going towards three like electoral college members, but they're only going against a few other thousand people. Right. Okay. Whereas someone in California, they're going towards more electoral college votes, but it's not quite as high as the percentage as their population is. California's population is a lot more representative of right. their electoral votes, whereas Wyoming, Alaska, Vermont, Delaware, places like that are very skewed stop, because of that extra you two. You stop mentioning Delaware because well, we're not sure if it if it's real or not. So <laughs> yeah, I really should. I really we're going to cut Delaware out of this. Every um, time I say Delaware, I'm just going to beep it out. Literally <laughs> every time you say Delaware, I'm like, mm, 
I don't know if this is a good source or not. It mentions Delaware specifically. Mm-hmm. I feel like that just makes it iffy. It just makes it not exist. Delaware in itself is iffy. Changed my mind. But why that's important, why the skew in the Senate and stuff is important, is because we've had a couple of elections now that have had the popular vote not reflected by the Electoral College Yeah, vote. like even this last election. And there actually haven't really been a lot of instances in the past. As far as I know, it's case. just the two. It's the Bush-Gore election in 2000 and then the 2016 election with Hillary and Donald Trump. And that's actually something I find really interesting is that a lot of people dislike the Electoral College specifically because they're like, well, I think that the popular vote should win. And it's mm-hmm. like, usually the popular vote does win. Yeah. Like there have been so few instances mm-hmm. where the popular vote hasn't won. So it's kind of just like, I understand. However, I feel like that's more mm-hmm. specific to this election. And people blame the Electoral College for that. That's kind of the purpose of the Electoral College. Well, yeah. And it's like people feel that they're not being represented because of the Electoral College when mm-hmm. really the entire purpose of the Electoral College is to make sure that people are are being represented Mm -hmm. i feel like it just does it in a really weird Mm semi-problematic way because how I was talking about places like Wyoming and Alaska have more of a vote per person. It also gives that state just a little more power when they're talking, when they're giving their vote. Right. That they wouldn't have normally if it was just a population thing. Right. And it's very important for like agriculture and things like that. That probably wouldn't get addressed if it was just the population. Yeah, vote. like those really obscure, like small parts of the country, like mm-hmm. people that live in like the smaller towns and like, yeah, like really the Northwest small and the anyways. Midwest and things like right. that. Right. Like they have like a whole set of problems like politically that other people don't have to deal mm-hmm. with. And, and they so would very easily get glossed over if they didn't have a little more say in this vote like i'm not worried about like what a farmer wants like Mm -hmm. i'm not in agriculture i mind my own business and i don't do those kinds of things why would i care about what they want i don't look at those cows right like you know that's not my problem i live in the city and i'm not you know producing food for other people i'm not a distributor you know they do such big yet obscure thing that it's Mm -hmm. so important that they get the vote like it's really important they have a big say i'm not being represented because of the electoral college and Mm -hmm. it's like well they're a lot of other people that wouldn't be represented if we had a mm-hmm. popular vote. And you've noticed the two times that the Electoral College has not represented the popular vote. It has gone in the favor of the Republican candidate, which is usually the candidate for the farmers and the agriculture in the smaller states. Right. So the Electoral College did its job by giving those states just a little more push in their vote. And whether you think that's good or bad is kind of subjective, but it did do its job, its intended purpose. The Electoral College has its like problems. We kind of talked about it. It encourages bipartisanship. It weights people's votes differently. Makes people like not even want to vote. Forcing polarism and stuff. But there are some like pros to it or rather some cons to having a popular vote. Right. And so I just kind of wanted to mention those. Like I said earlier, a popular vote doesn't hinder splinter parties quite as much. And it creates little bubbles that can detract from the larger parties. Mob voting. Mm -hmm. Like that's one big thing about the popular vote is it it could encourage like mob voting. Definitely. That could be a big problem. Another thing about the popular vote is it would just be so inefficient because if you have to do a recount, you have to recount like every single person's vote from every single state. Whereas currently it's kind of like a winner take all scenario. So if one state wasn't even close, they don't have to recount that state because they just know they were going to get the points either way. Right. Whereas like you just have to count like one or two states to see if like, okay, maybe this swing state. Popular vote is just not very practical. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that's a con is it really supports just the majority vote. It doesn't give those smaller facets avenue to like express their opinion quite as powerfully as the electoral college does. Yeah, those are some of the pros of having the electoral college. A lot of this is just about understanding why we have it. And there are pros and cons, and it's very kind of up to debate. Obviously, we still have it. Obviously, the founding fathers thought it was a good thing. So, you know, it can go either way, and it's just about understanding it right, as opposed I, to just saying it's a bad thing. The big the big issue with uh, any kind of voting system, though, is that, like, inevitably, it's, you know, you're never going to have a, a foolproof 
system mm-hmm. of like taking people's Some votes. Some people are going to be unhappy with the result and they're going to find a reason like, why. Like in our situation, there are two parties. Like you're mm-hmm. going to vote for one of them and the entire other side is going to be unhappy. Like even if it seems like a pretty fair way of voting, like no one is ever going to be happy with what happened if their vote isn't what actually happened. I mean, I, I do agree, like, probably shouldn't do a winner-takes-all system. The Electoral College, I feel like it'd be more beneficial to mm-hmm. do it in a different way. Um, yeah, the but... only problem with that, of switching that, is I think it has to be an amendment to the Constitution, since it was written in as, like, our 12th Amendment right. of how we're going to do our voting system. It does seem like a big, arduous process to switch it over. Not that it shouldn't be done if it is the more efficient thing to do. Right. It'll just be a difficult thing to do yeah, that might take more Yeah, but then the country time. has to face a minor inconvenience. I know. God knows. Then, like, the politicians have to do their job yeah, and, like, make like, this that's why, we, that's why we haven't done anything about climate change. <laughs> right. Like literally, that like. No, actually... I, I blame big oil. I think there is lots of money being funneled into lots of people's pockets. Uh, that and like plastic. Plastic is such a. Bi- it's everywhere. This shit is literally everywhere. I think it's just like production in general. We like to avoid very obvious solutions because you know those solutions do come with other problems, like changing mm-hmm. the voting system and changing the government itself. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just go ahead and cough while I'm talking, so I get to say it again. I don't even remember what I was. You keep that in. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. We've addressed it now, so maybe it's a lot more likely when you address see, it, it. It's acceptable when you address that it happened. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you would have been disgusting. But right. because we said something about it, haha. <laughs> but see, like, we've said something about like two of these things. So if I leave those in, people are like, wow, you left those in. But like, there was like four or five moments where I would just like pause for like half a minute to think about what I was going to say, and those aren't going to be in there. And then you just restart the sentence. I mean, they could uh-huh. be. It would no, be No, that'd be such a bad podcast. It would be a lovely, unedited, no asked. Right. But we've talked a little bit about the Electoral College, some problems with like that form of democracy. But beyond problems with democracy, America just has its own problems that like right. we kind of need to fix and like some very legal things and some illegal things. And I just kind of want to talk about some of those. Right. Uh, a thing that you're very passionate about and that you want to talk about was gerrymandering. Ah, Do you want to explain what that really? is? Okay. I swear so many people said that they don't vote because of gerrymandering. And that goes into not liking how the government works and how like things are always swayed in such a way that like people don't even really know that it's happening. And, and gerrymandering is a big part of that. So just to explain in a calm fashion <laughs> <laughs> what gerrymandering is. So gerrymandering is just drawing district lines in such a way that you get to choose like how each district is represented. That sounds so boring. <laughs> Why right? would that have an impact at all in our society? <laughs> okay. The way that the district lines are drawn, this is just fully dependent on who is in charge of the government at that time. Mm-hmm. And so the strategy is to try to keep whichever party is in power in power. Just to explain why I'm saying districts. So each member of the House of Representatives represents a district. So mm-hmm. that's why drawing lines is so important because obviously you're going to choose the representative that represents what you're district once so Mm -hmm. if you draw a district a certain way to skew things and you can get representatives that you want so you'll just draw district lines in such a way that you'll have more members of one party in a district than the other so like even if there's a larger group of republicans in in just the general area you can just put like the larger groups of republicans in two districts and then make a whole bunch of small groups of democrats and then democrats Mm -hmm. win because there are still more democratic districts you can draw the district lines in just extremely whack ways Mm -hmm. just so that you can get what you want and they're not like extremely regulated people do like a little checks and balances usually for the most part they can draw them however they want 
and then someone has to go over and approve it. And right. if it gets approved, then it doesn't really matter. It's, it's such a ridiculous thing to me because that's a really important thing. Mm-hmm. Like those are the people that are, are representing you and those are the people mm-hmm. that are going to have a huge impact on like how you're voting in like the next election. And how the lines are drawn can really affect who gets into power. Right. Like the way mm-hmm. the lines are drawn, that fully dictates who your reps are. So if you have a lot of Democratic people in mm-hmm. your area, but nevertheless, you have a whole bunch of Republican districts, it's mm-hmm. like you are not being fairly represented at all. Definitely. And it's a fully legal thing to do. Mm-hmm. There's really not much of anything that you can do to stop gerrymandering from happening. Because so, lines have to be redrawn. Yeah, it's, it's literally a trap grow. card. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it's crazy to me. I went on a passionate rant about this yesterday to someone's mom. She didn't care, but I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. Uh, and I'm actually not joking. I really, <laughs> I really did. I was plugging the podcast, Ooh. as I always do. She was like, I mean, I'll listen to it. What are you guys talking about? Didn't even tell her what the general topic was. Just went into gerrymandering uh-huh. angrily, mind you. I'm, I'm annoyingly passionate about it. I think I'm annoyingly passionate about most things that I'm passionate about. I just do everything in an annoying fashion, yeah. so it's fine. It's a defining trait. My default passion is annoying passion. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm passionate about being annoying. So it's like, well. I can't know, stop that. Can't so. stop, won't stop. It's fine. Yeah, a lot of people won't vote and won't be politically active specifically because of really weird little shit that we have in our government that can make such a big change Mm -hmm. and it really goes to show how like despite being a country who formed a government with a foundation that is like power of choice and like yeah. you know you get to choose who's Run in office by the and who's people in power. For the people. yeah like despite your government being built on this concept mm-hmm. things can still be skewed in such a way that that's not actually the case a lot of the time yeah but just having such a large place a lot of like bureaucracy and corruption just finds its way well, in and you know what the, the funniest thing about it is that it's so easy to do that when all of your citizens don't know shit about uh-huh. politics so many people don't know anything and I, i've said that so many times already it's like a direct link to so many of the yeah. problems that we're talking about. And I feel like about. there has to be some sort of propaganda like against being knowledgeable because everyone hates like having like political debates and like, oh, I don't want to start a fight. And I so mean, do they like want us not to be super informed? I think that it's because like a lot of people don't like confrontation and some things are just so uncomfortable to talk about. It, it doesn't have to be <laughs> that way, but you become so passionate about it for whatever reason that it's like you avoid it like the plague. Every time I tried to have a political discussion with my mother, for example, she's, I don't want to talk about politics with you. <laughs> that was partially because I would always be right because I knew more about it but also because it's just uncomfortable well to some people at least some people get so worked up and so upset especially when they know they don't know an adequate amount but they Mm -hmm. want to be right about what it is yeah they've been told they're right their entire life they've like confirmed that they're right within their own circles and now someone's challenging them and they don't have a reason why they should be right but they've been told they were right and and that's like a reason why we're so like polarized it's Mm -hmm. like well I don't want to think for myself and And especially with like how many news channels there are and like social media it is so easy to create a circle of confirmation bias right that like everything i hear is pro me it's groupthink. if you if you watch cnn like mm-hmm. you're gonna be uber liberal and and that's the only one that you'll watch though so yeah. you know then when someone says something that mm-hmm. kind of goes against what you've been hearing from cnn <laughs> then it's like you're literally challenging my worldview <laughs> right now and i'm gonna need you to stop because like our world's so personalized and it's so great but like you're so easy to just pick out the things that make you uncomfortable right, it's, or it's personalized, go against what you do but at the same time you're doing the same thing as like everybody else so it's not mm-hmm. personalized it could be because of convenience <laughs> we're, we're all so unique but we're actually unique right. in the exact same way so. like yeah i can't have like I have a to... thought-provoking discussion if i'm going to be terrified the entire time right. so what's the point of like, learning all this stuff it's it's uncomfortable to talk about abortion anyway so mm-hmm. i don't need to read about it and you know find my stance that way because no one's going to confront me about it anyway so i can think what i think and it's fine yeah i listen to an lgbtq plus money podcast 
and they want to support their own, which is totally fine, but they do get very anti-straight white men sometimes, and it makes me uncomfortable to listen to every now and then. Right. But I still, like, want to be informed and want to, like, take a step in their shoes, and it's also just good content that, like, I want to be a part of. It's hard sometimes because you do feel a little attacked, but you just got to, like, slow down and remember it's like, they're not coming for you. They're just, like, saying what they believe based on their experiences. They just, like, disagree with things that you, like... Yeah, and you can't blame them for that because they have very valid experiences and reasons for believing what they believe, so you can't discount that people who automatically hate like a republican or like when someone's wearing a you know trump hat and then they get mugged and stuff like that i'm Mm -hmm. like you don't know anything about that person's character i don't like to assume anything about anyone just based off of their political views but it's so easy to to do that Mm -hmm. it's so easy to do that just i mean that's what we do like naturally we stereotype people Mm -hmm. without even really intending to do it because that's how the human brain works hard because they're not always wrong you know like you have your stereotype and then it's confirmed for you and then it happens again it's confirmed and then one time it's denied and then you can just brush that off I just kind of wanted to wrap up. Do you have something that makes you enjoy America over being in another place? Obviously, America is unique in the sense that like everyone has the opportunity to be whatever they want to be. Like, I know that like I'm, I'm going to be a pawn of the government over the next <laughs> few years. I'm also really happy that like I'm getting all of these amazing things out of it. And afterwards, um, you can pursue and, basically and afterwards, anything you I want. can pursue anything that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's lovely. And, and I like that in America, like we push, you know, people to go to college. But there are also so many things that you can do without going to college like so many successful people didn't go to college like they (laughs) dropped out of high school and so I think that one of the best things about our country is the fact that you don't always have to follow like what's normal to be somebody Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really profound thing like I think it's really cool that you don't have to go to college you don't have to follow like a certain path to be someone or to make something out of yourself here and I think that's a really profound thing because in a lot of places like people don't have the opportunity to do that like women in like other countries are like Uh so screwed yeah even with all the problems of like pay gap and things like that we are still kind of towards the top of that right like the fact that I can join the military and not have to be a nurse or something Uh that's great like i was reading an article the other day about how uh i don't remember what country it was but women are required to prove that they're a virgin to join the military wow i know a little bit about like the science behind like like the hymen and stuff like that like it can break during a lot of different activities so there's no like good proof to prove that you're a virgin some people like get get it surgically reconstructed and it's just seeing stuff like like obviously that's an extreme Mm -hmm. and i'm obviously not every like i'm not gonna go to canada and try to join the military and they're like "Ooh, but are you a virgin like i know that that's not the case everywhere Mm -hmm. but just the fact that i don't have to deal with stuff like that Mm -hmm. and in almost any sphere like gender race it's like it might not be perfect but we are relatively open as like a country it's something that people take for granted a lot like don't get me wrong I'm really happy that people here are willing to voice their complaints and like things that they think are going wrong in the country because that's Mm -hmm. how you make things better. The only way to make something better is to say something about it. Either way, I feel like sometimes everybody fails to like take a step back and be like, wow, our country (laughs) is actually doing pretty all right compared to like this other place over there. Yeah, I feel like we're always talking about like the turmoil and the decay of our country and our social and moral standards and things like that. And it's like the world's always been ending, you know, right. like at one point it was the Cold War. 2012. And then, yeah. <laughs> then it was like, oh, technology's taking over. And then like, oh, no, now technology's going to shut down. And like now we're like almost to be a nuclear war. And it's climate like, change. Climate change. Which, exactly. I mean, I don't think we should ignore climate change, but still uh-huh. America is literally like the police of the world. We are in everyone's <laughs> goddamn business all the time. <laughs> for good or for bad. Right. And, you know, that's pretty annoying. But just the fact that we're capable of being the police of the world, I think. <laughs> That in itself is pretty wild. The fact that like America has put itself in a position to look over a 
other countries and be like, hey, you know what? You probably shouldn't be doing that. Like, to even to be that bitch. Like, uh, just give him I a little disagree. side eye, like, I'm in charge and I will walk over there. Like, don't make me. Oh, like, you want to have nuclear weapons? <laughs> okay, Japan. I don't <laughs> think so. Like, <laughs> the fact that America is capable of doing something like anime. that. You can have anime. Right. You have otakus. Okay. <laughs> we get what we want. Mind your business. <laughs> and we'll mind your business, too. I know that that's probably not the best answer. I could have said a bunch of other things. But, but it's an honest answer. It's like the things that you like about the country. And, you know, it's something that we don't take enough time to think about sometimes. And right. so it's really good to hear, like, a good, honest like, I, I like the country enough to be willing to potentially die for it in yeah. the future. So I feel like that in itself, you know, kind of makes a point that I feel like we're doing a, a good thing here. I think that people will be people mm-hmm. and that that makes it really hard to have a country that's perfect. But nevertheless, I feel like comparatively speaking, we're doing pretty good over here. So that's my spiel on why I think America is pretty good. Well, thank you very much, Vinay. This was no asked. And this is our first ever guest episode. This was with Vinay. And I think it was a good time. I think it was. Too. People tell us what you think about it. Think if you if we need more guests, if you want to be on it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anybody. I don't trust people. <laughs> I have to vet people so much to get them on here. This is true. Hold My me. mom almost didn't pass the test. It was like a hard screening. It's like you had to get like a twenty three hundred dollar SAT, and then you had to you know take a emergency practice exam, and it's a lot. See, I passed with flying colors. Uh, ah, I see. I, I was so I was so I, good. I think you cheated. Noah literally begged me to be on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Rex. You guys can find us next week, and also find us later this week with Joey and I's I don't know though thanks for being on Vinay bye everyone yeah bye guys bye 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 Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this Humorish podcast. If you liked it, check out our other content. You can email your topic suggestions to humorish.tm at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube or on Twitter at humorish underscore tm or use the hashtag NoahAsked. The podcast music was Watercolors by Vic Davie.